Another MMA podcast. We're coming at you live and unedited during the pandemic from the Amp Radio Studios in San Francisco Bay Area. How about that, you guys? UFC 250, Nunes versus Spencer will take place this Saturday, guys, June 6th at the UFC Apex facility, which wasn't a bad show last week, by the way. In Las Vegas, originally scheduled, of course, to take place May 9th in Sao Paulo, Brazil. That obviously didn't happen. Let's meet the host, guys. We got a lot to talk about and not a lot of time. As always, we go down the starting lineup. We are down one man, our own very own Proteus. Thursdays are hard days for him, so unfortunately, we Need to go back on schedule, but with the whole pandemic and everything crazy, it's kind of tough. But we will get Proteus back on. My boy, my partner in crime. Let's meet the host, starting from North Carolina. Pammy's going to love that one. Hit it! Hey, guys. What's up? So first and what's foremost. What's up, Pammy? Turn those frowns upside down. Put your glad pants on because we're going to talk fights. Boom. So, in other words, you're telling us do not watch the Joker before you watch the news. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Boy, that's a depressing movie. All right, let's meet. <laughs> hey, um, real let's quick. Go. Um, do you know what happened June 6, 75 years ago? No clue. D-Day. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. That's June 6, wow. 1944. Well, so, shout out to, to the fight. survivors, right? Yeah, good Lord. Uh, we love this country. That's for darn sure. Hopefully it gets back in shape. Um, let's go down south to the Lone Star State we go. Hit it. from Look, not a pandemic, neither Great Depression, unemployment, or civil unrest will stop us from doing our show. How about that? Let's talk to the MMA. Perfect. Marco hit it right on the nail. Let's hit it, guys. Annie, we're going to go to your woman, mm-hmm. your fellow countrywoman, the defending, reigning defending perhaps currently the greatest female fighter of all time amanda nunes she will defend her mythical title and i say mythical not that she doesn't rightly have it but there's no one on that roster (laughs) i think there's a total of three people on that roster uh her mythical title featherweight title she will defend and get by felicia spencer a plus 450 underdog nunes at a minus 600. Marco, I go to you. Will it be the Linus, Amanda Nunes, or will it be the phenom, Felicia Spencer? Okay, so, uh, look, this is fight is Amanda Nunes to lose, okay? The only time this fight is going to get interested if he goes to the ground because Felicia Spencer is a legit black belt. So it's Amanda Nunes. So that is the only time that I see this fight getting interesting. But if this fight remains on the feet, we know who tough is Felicia Spencer. We know she can take a punch. But uh, it's going to be a, a recent repeat of what happened to her with the cyborg fight that she got really wide. And uh, she'll take a beating like, like the tough girl she is, and it's going to look a little bit ugly, but she's going to lose this fight. Now, I give him a slight chance that she might win if it goes to the ground. But it's not going to happen. Amanda Nunez is the superior fighter, the more complete fighter, the harder puncher, the one with the more uh, championship experience. And she's the GOAT. Until she gets beaten, I don't see anybody beating the GOAT. I mean, Felicia Spencer is no cyborg. Felicia Spencer is no Michelle Tate. She's not Holly Holm. She's definitely not Ronda Rousey. 
So, kimi Amanda Nunes by third-round TKO. So, Amanda Nunes by third-round TKO. Pam, before I go to you, I'm going to get my mm-hmm. take because I know that Amanda's one of your faves, so I'll do it really quick. I agree with Marco. Listen, I, I, I'm not the biggest Amanda Nunes fan, not because she's not a great fighter. It's just she's just not interesting to me. But she is currently, there's no doubt about it, she is the greatest fighter of all time in the women's division, in, in any division at this point, although I do think Shevchenko's close. I just don't think she can be touched right now, guys. The only thing that would happen is, like Marco says, if it goes to the ground, maybe, but Amanda Nunes knows, maybe it's, it's you know, maybe, I don't, I'm not sure if she had the baby or not, but maybe there might be some outside influence. But even with all that, I'd be hard-pressed to pick Felicia beating Amanda Nunes. So I'm going with Amanda Nunes. Um, let's go fourth round. TKO just to be different from Marco. Uh, Pam, spotlight's on you. Yeah, first, Hit it. All right. Uh, first of all, it's Queen Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I don't know, man. I should have said Empress. Empress. Okay, back, I, I can go with Empress. Empress. Uh, she's on a 10-win streak right now. She eats champions for dinner, no pun intended. Uh, her last fight was in twenty. Her last <laughs> loss was in twenty fourteen. So, twenty fourteen. Um, in between that, she has uh, Shayna Baszler, uh, Sarah McMahon, Valentina twice, Misha Tate, Ronda Rousey, Raquel Pennington, uh, Cyborg, Holly Holm, uh, GDR. I mean, just completely demolished them. Um, she, to me, seems like she's just getting better and better and better. Uh, Felicia, you know, has a win over Sarah Dos Santos, who was coming off a loss to Megan Anderson. So, um, and truthfully, like, Phenom, man, that's like a bad luck name. I mean, what, what happened to, uh, who else is Phenom? Um, Kevin Lee, isn't he Phenom? He is a Phenom from Detroit, right? Motown Phenom. Yeah, so. Oh, B Vitor. Oh, that's Vitor. right. Okay, well, see, bad luck. Mm-mm. Uh, me, Amanda, but I, you know what? I'm I'm taking it early. Uh, Felicia's never gone more than four rounds. Uh, Amanda Nunes with the second round TKO. Felicia went five rounds with uh, Cyborg. No, it went, she went four. Like, well, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Hang on. Well, she went three. Yeah, and Simon well, didn't last one round against Amanda. So what's your point? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I just don't see there's a path to victory for for Felicia. Maybe in this fight she should change her name. Who I do like, by the way, to Phenom to buy Felicia Spencer. She is a nice person. Oh, I, I like love Felicia. Felicia. Yeah, right. So let's move on, guys. Uh, we got we got We got a lot of card. Let's hit it. Guys, we moved down, yep, from featherweight to bantamweight. This one's a tough one, guys. This, to me, probably is the, one of the best fights on the card. Maybe the Aljamain versus Corey Sanhagen, but Rafael Asuncio, 37 years young, guys. He will fight the fading Cody Garbrandt is fading only because he's moved around a little bit, right? I think he's now with Mark Henry. He, I think he left Team Alpha Male. 11-3, and three, his three losses, all straight in a row. Two to TJ Dillashaw, where he was TKO'd, and of course, the third to Pedro Munoz, who was who TKO'd him. Rafael Santiago, guys, 27-7. and seven. This is not the same guy we remember. And he has two straight losses to Marlon Marais and, of course, Corey and Sanhagen. Pammy, we go to you. Mm-hmm. Will it be Cody Garbrandt or will it be Rafael Asuncial? All right. Uh, you know, I think this is going to be an interesting fight because I think for Cody, it's like a make or break. I mean, he's coming off of he was yeah. a number one contender. What is he ranked? Number uh, 11 now or you know, he held, held the belt for like 15 nine. minutes. It's number nine. But um, was he nine? Okay. His last TKO win was in 2016. He, he is coming off the wow. last in a row. Uh, wrestling, striking, 
But, man, zero bite IQ, for heaven's sakes. I mean, he has, I think he has, like, the total package, but it's like, I don't know what happens. I think his, who knows what happens. But uh, Rafael um, Moitai, uh, black belt jiu-jitsu, he's coming off two losses also, but he he has wins over Moraes, Sterling, and Munoz. I, I just think... I don't know. I think he's been around a little bit more. I think he knows how to play the game better. I, I think he is more, has more self-discipline. And, and man, you know what? I'm, I'm going with Rafael because uh, he just, uh, when was his title fight? Did he go? He fought for the belt also, didn't he? That was, was a contender? long time ago. Who, Asusa, he has never fought for the title. Oh, has he not? Asusa has never got a belt. Never had a I thought that he did. Yeah, I thought, I thought he, he has, did. He always loses uh, the number one. No? He, no, he always loses on the uh, number one contender fights. Oh, he right. Shot, he right. Shot, he right. And then regain yeah. the title after that. Okay. Yeah, he's right. I he's don't know. Right. Well, I'm just, like I said, I'm just looking at who he fought, uh, Algemin Sterling, uh, Molin Moraes, and, and that was uh, in 2017. So... I'm going to take Rafael, and I am. This is uh, this is five or three, Cromain. Three. So I get confused. I'm, anyway, um, man, I'm going to take him with the second round submission, Rafael. Wow. What's so the Gammy um, going? What are the um, odds on this? Oh, I'll give it the – sorry, my bad. Rafael Asuncio, uh, uh, by the way, the underdog at plus 120. Cody Garbrandt, the comeback, um, at a minus 140. So it's kind of close. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so – uh, second-round sub for me, Rafael. Pammy going with the uh, second-round submission for Rafael Asuncio. Boy, I got to tell you, I am really confused over this fight. Marco, I think I'm going to go Garbrandt just because – He's younger, literally for no reason at all, except he's younger. I have no idea. Uh, Marco, I go to you. Will it be Cody Garbrandt, the minus 140 favorite? Will it be Rafael Asuncial, 37-year-old, a plus 120 underdog? Okay, I'm going to show you how to do this, man. I'm going to show you a <laughs> two-pro. So, <laughs> look, Rafael Asuncial, 37. You know, it's a little bit older for the division. Usually, Banton weighs a fadeaway. Way earlier than that. Cody Garbrandt, for better or for worse, is a former champion. And he beat Dominic Cruz when Dominic Cruz was on, you know, on, on top shape, on top of the yeah. world, regaining the title and everything. Now, if the Cody, Cody Garbrandt that beat uh, Dominic Cruz shows up, uh, he's fine to lose. Because that, that was a magnificent, magnificent show. But now, he lost twice to EPO Dila show. Uh, see what I did there? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, for better or for worse, uh, that, 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 even though he got knocked out on those fights, they were competitive. The Pedro Munoz fight, that was a, that was a fluke, okay? Uh, and then, of course, he got riddled with injuries, and then he got the split from, from Alpha Male, that I actually see is a good thing for him. And like, you're right, he's with, a guy, uh, he's with Mark Henry out there on, a, on a New Jersey. And I see that guy is going to be able to, you know, Mark Henry is able to control and uh, give the guys a good plan so with all, all his codes and stuff. Bring uh, in that aggression of Cody Gabriel and, and actually make him flourish in his talent. The, he, Gabriel is a more athletic uh, and the, the younger guy. He's super, super talented. I mean, the three five losers still don't really reveal exactly how good he is. He's just he's his prime for kind of love. And as also as way past it. Uh, I'm thinking Garbron, and uh, I think I want to see him back back to form because of the, I like the fact that he's with Mark Henry. You know, the guys on, uh, on Alpha Male, uh, they, they don't got the staff to, for him to bring somebody like him in. And uh, he's now with a really, really good coach. So I, I, I keep keeping guard, uh, picking Garbrand. Uh, as well, it's hard to finish, uh, but I think Garbrand got the cardio and uh, and the, he's going to get the striking problems to to outpoint him and make him very one-sided. So give me Garbrand on the points with a 30-27 unanimous decision. 
Wow. And I didn't pick up a, a, um, a method, but I'm going to go agree with Marco on this one. I think, uh, I think Hoffel is too hard to finish. I see both sides, guys. Obviously, that's why I'm on the fence, but I'm taking Garbrandt via decision. Let's go ahead, guys. Let's move on. We stay in the Bantamweight division, you guys. Aljo. Al Jermaine Sterling. A minus. This is the closest fight on the card. A minus 115. Favorite. He will fight. 115. 115. Favorite. He will fight. The up-and-coming 12-1, and one, Corey Sanhagen. Sanhagen, of course, a minus 105. So this is a pick -em. Of course, Sanhagen, much taller, right? At 5'11", boy, he's been impressive. And Aljamain Sterling, guys, 18-3. and three. Aljo is no joke. Marco, I go back to you. Will it be Aljamain Sterling or will it be Corey Sanhagen? So for me, this is the, the people's main event. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this should have been, this, no, this should have been for the, the vacant battleweight title because you got number two versus number four. But uh, I guess they got love for the Russian Pirillian and I'm not mad that he's going to fight Jose Aldo. Whatever. He should have fought Marlon Moraes <laughs> for the title, but that's just me. But uh, that's a story for another day. Uh, this is the, the, the legitimate number one contender for whoever is going to be the champion later on this year. Uh, look, Algemar Stanley is super talented. He has grown leads and bounds, but I'm still not a believer, man. I, it's something about his style that, uh, that tells me that he might run into trouble to get a guy like Cody Sanhagen. Sanhagen is yeah. lucky. He knows how to put combinations together. He is a really good kicker, and he's not a slouch on the ground either. And uh, if this fight remains standing, like Corey Hagan wants it, I'm just going to have difficulty finding the range, just because for the, for the, uh, the, the weight class, San Hagan is a giant. And uh, I mean, I'm just not, not, not short guy even for the, for the division, but San Hagan dwarfs him, you know? Uh, I'm going to go with the lengthier guy, the guy that uh, is going to be able to establish the range. And I think uh, that the, the guy is sneaky good. Not too many people know about Boris Sanhagen, and that I think it's going to make Sterling run into trouble. Um, look, Sterling is talented enough to win this fight. I'm not going to deny that. That's why he's a slightly, a slightly favorite fighter on this fight. That's why he's run number two of the division. But I am not believing on Sanhagen. I think the San Hagan is the, the new hotness on the division. So give me San Hagan on a 29-28 unanimous decision at the end of the day. Wow. So Marco going with Corey Sanhagen over Aljo, Aljamain Sterling. Guys, I, I have to agree with this one only because Aljo, for whatever reason, um, I don't know why uh, his coach, I think only one will be there. Matt Serra, I think, is the only one that's going to be there, right? Isn't uh, – isn't, um, gosh, Ray Longo staying at home. So I don't know what that's going to do. That's the only reason why I'm also going with Corey Sanhagen, but I think he's going to finish Aljo in the second round. So second round submission for me, Marco going with a decision for Corey Sanhagen. I'm going second round submission, Corey Sanhagen. Pammy. That's what I got to mention that, Sterling has had issues with the, the training because of the situation in New York with the pandemic. San Hagen, not so much in Colorado. So, yeah, that also make, may make a difference. Up to the elevation, they'll be able to train a little bit better than San Hagen has. I mean, like that yeah. Sterling has. Yeah, I, I see it that way. I agree with you, Marco. Pammy, let's go to you. Will it be mm -hmm. Aljo, Aljamain Sterling, or will it be Corey? The Sandman Sanhagen. I don't know if that's his nickname. All right. Um, I think this is going to be a, a fun fight on paper. It's kind of to, to look at all the, the you know, their stats. Uh, Corey Sanhagen, I, I think he's very underrated, and he's kind of like um, kind of like a, a diamond in the rough, if you will. Um, Aljamain yeah. Sterling, I think he's improved leaps and bounds. He, and if you look at Aljamain Sterling from three years ago to Aljamain Sterling now, it, it's I mean, the change is incredible. Um, 
Koi Sanhagen is taller, is lankier, but they have the same reach. So that, that's not, there is no reach advantage for Koi Sanhagen being four inches taller. Um, he is on a seven-win streak. Um, Aljo is on a four-win streak. I think um, is going to place him above Sanhagen is that El Jermaine is a black belt in jiu-jitsu versus Corey, um, Corey's brown belt, and he's also a wrestler. So um, El Joe is a decisionator. I'm picking him by decision. Nice. I do want to say this, though, about the reach, you guys. As, as a former, like, not even close to being professional <laughs> fighter, right? like literally amateur at best, right? Um, the reach is one thing. You have an absolute good point about that, Pam. But remember, the reach is also established by the length of the step, right? So even though arm to arm, right, shoulder to shoulder, the reach might be the same. It isn't when you when you when you add the the step, right? Is there uh-huh. there is a difference there? So let's move on, guys. Boy, we're moving well, you guys, in this card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. also well the race is not the same. We got punching up. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. To the welterweight division we go, guys. One of my faves, I don't know, sorry, I just like him. Neil Magny, a minus-135 favorite. He will take Anthony, call me Rocco Martin. The one thing about Rocco Martin, guys, and you guys are going to disagree with me here, he reminds me of a younger Mike Perry. I don't know, maybe fight IQ, maybe the fact that he's so cocky. Something about it, minus the tattoo, reminds me of, I could be wrong. So, um, Neil Magny, of course, won uh, the, the favorite at a minus 135, 27 and 7. He will fight the underdog, 17 and 5. Anthony Rocco Martin at a plus 115. Marco, Ma- sorry, Pammy, I go back to you. Will it be Neil Magny or will it be Anthony Rocco Martin? All right, Neil Magny. Do you know that he was the first fighter that I ever took a picture with? No. Yep, he was my wow. the very first fighter that I ever met at, in Vegas. So, um, go Army! I am pick. I'm making this. Oh yeah, you're right. Sweet, so we can um, so we can move on. Um, I, I think Neil Magny again. He's kind of like. Uh, he always comes out and surprises us. I think I I I, yeah. I really like him a lot. I I think he's a, I just think he's awesome. You know what? And I'm I think he has a better resume than Ricky Martin. Ricky, I'm teasing. Than Anthony Mar- Rocco Martin. And um, you know, just short and sweet. I'm taking Neil Magny by decision. Also, I know this wow. is like the second one in a row, but both of these guys are. Decisionators. Um, Rocco does have nine submissions under his belt. Magni has seven KOs under his belt. Um, I don't think it's going to be a KO. I, I think it is going to go to decision. I I like that nickname, Rocco Living the Vida Loca Martin. I like right? that nickname. You know what? I I I, I agree with Tammy on this one. Um, I'm going to go with Neil Magni simply because I'm a Neil Magni fan. Sorry, you guys. That's a fact. Neil Magny via decision because they're both decisionators. Marco, I go to you. Will it be Neil Magny or will it be Rocco living the Vida Loca Martin? Shout out to Pam. Hey, we're going to piss off Kayla Harrison making fun of her boyfriend so much, man. But it's we okay. like Kayla. <laughs> yeah, she'll beat us up. Yeah, well, uh, the Rocco is her boyfriend, so be careful. She's going to judo toss you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, Neil Magny... On his last fight, looked fantastic. He looked like a a brand new version of himself. I mean, he looked better than ever. Rocco, on the other side, hand, they tried to uh, put him over the bubble. They gave him a, a contender, and he kind of faltered. He kind of sort of flopped on his last fight. Uh, I see the momentous on Nick McNick's side. Uh, what he showed me in his last fight was outstanding because he fought a guy. Okay, I don't know who, who was exactly that was supposed to, to, to beat him, that was favorable over Nick Magny, and Nick Magny didn't took it too well and beat the crap out of the dude. So I'm thinking Neil Magny, Rocco Martin is super tough to finish, super, super tough to finish. But uh, if uh, Neil Magny that show up when his last fight shows up again, uh, it's going to be a one-sided affair. 
I'm going to give Rocco a little bit of respect, and I take Neil Magny 29-28 unanimous decision. All right. All the eyes have it going the, the same way. Let's go back into it, guys. Marco, Pam, I think it's pretty fair to say this might be a, the Bantamweight tournament, right? Good Lord. Because I forgot that the Bantamweight title is – there isn't a champion right now. There There isn't a champion in a flyweight division either, right? So, Eddie, as Proteus would say, the legend, Eddie Wineland, a plus 400 underdog – and, of course, Eddie Wineland, 24-13-1. He is a legend. He will take on the undefeated Sean O'Malley. We're, we, listen, he's a minus 500 favorite on this one. Wow. The only fight that goes to Amanda Newman. I know, right? Kind of crazy. What's Eddie Wineland? So, Eddie Wineland is a plus 400. Wowza. Right? Kind of weird, right? So, uh, let's see. I'll go back. Uh, you know what? We go back to Marco. Marco, will it be Sean or will it be the legend that is Eddie Wineland? So, look, this fight is to, to put Sugar Sean O'Malley on the spotlight. And uh, the kick has not disappointed. Everything we have seen from Sugar Sean O'Malley had superstar written all over him. His fighting style, his finishing instincts, uh, how good he's on the mic, the look, uh, everything. I mean, he got the little hiccup with Yusara that actually wasn't even his foul because he was absorbed from everything. And then, you know, he got the injury of the knee. He, did, uh, he won the fight with, with a fucked up knee. So, dude, I got no reason to believe that Sugar Sherman is going to lose this fight. The kid is fantastic on the feet, super good on the ground, and he's young as balls. So he hasn't even hit his prime yet. On the other hand, Eddie Wyland, he's a serviceable veteran, but Eddie Wyland's best days are way past him, you know? Ouch. I mean, yeah, uh, you got to be realistic. I mean, the last time he fought for a title was on the WEC. That is over wow. 10 years ago. So, yeah. Eddie Wyland is going to give you a, an honest fight, but I don't think this gets past the second round, man. I'm going to pick Sugar Sean O'Malley with a, 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 a tiki, not it, a straight KO in the second round because uh, the guy is just better. He's better everywhere at this point on, of uh, their career. Um, give me Sugar Sean O'Malley but a KO in the second round. Wow. So, uh, Marco, sticking with a huge favorite, uh, Sean O'Malley, second-round TKO. It is the oh, – it is the – is the – no, second-round KO. Second-round KO. Is it John 15 on the all on this one? Yeah, there, there, there is a, a, a big difference uh, in, in, in terms of age. That's for darn sure. And wasn't Eddie Wineland – didn't he retire, you guys? I thought he retired. I could be wrong, but I thought he did. I'm going with Sugar Sean O'Malley, guys. I think it's really tough to finish Eddie Wineland, so I think it goes via decision, believe it or not. Uh, uh, you know what? Give me a third-round submission. Sean O'Malley over Eddie Wineland, um, maybe ending his career. Pammy, let's go to you. Will it mm-hmm. be the legend, Eddie Wineland, or will it be Sugar Sean O'Malley? You know what? I'm going uh... – First round TKO, Sean O'Malley. Oh, wow, gosh. No one giving poor Eddie Wineland a shot here. Well, Everyone no, going with it's not that, You know what? I, 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 think, I think what this is, what's happening here, I think this is like his uh, Sean O'Malley, like, it's like his quinceanera. They're presenting him out to society, and uh, Eddie Wineland is the, um, you know, poor guy. He, he's, his, uh, he's the usher, you know, he's the... Uh, Um, You know what I'm talking about. So he's being presented by this guy, and and he's going to get his ass beat. And um, I just think I think it's basically um, how Sean O'Malley, everybody looks at him like he's a little kid, and he's not. But but this is right here. All right, we're going to make a man out of him tonight. So that's what's happening there. So uh, first round TKO for me. So because we have I don't know how to say something without being crude. You know, 
Yeah, you're 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 right. I mean, you you said it right. I mean, I the I mean, only I'm going to make one quick change right now, guys. I do think Amanda Nunes is going to win, but because our picks are so damn close, Marco and I being almost shadowing each other, I'm going Felicia Spencer, guys, uh, via submission over Amanda Nunes in the third round, just because I want to be a little different. But I do think Amanda Nunes is going to win. Because you want to be a <laughs> hater, drinking your haterade with your haterade cookies in your haterade pajamas. All right. You're right. Don't do that, man. No, don't do that. Keep your pick of Amanda. Don't do that. It's okay. It's, it's all right. Don't do that. Then, then I'll you, you pick your pick and I guess. Yeah. Me and Marco will be able to The difference are going to be like the rounds that we pick and everything like that and the method of, of winning. There you go. Yeah, you're I right. I'm sticking yeah, with them. Don't be on the fence. You guys are right. Are yeah, you're right. You're and, right. You're right. And My bad. And go to confession now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right after that. Yeah, confess What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm going to confess <laughs> my sins right now. Kayla Harrison, please don't beat me up. Uh, let's hit it. We go to the Amp Radio Rewind. Hit it, Marco. Rewind. <laughs> Bro, I love that. That's awesome. All right, let's do this, guys. We had a card, and for whatever reason, Pam calls me and says, uh, what happened to the show? I said, what show? Oh, I know. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I literally forgot about the card. Marco called me as well and said, hey, are you watching this? I'm like, yeah. He's all like, well, then why didn't you call? I'm like, darn it. Let's go to this we go, guys. There was a card, and... I don't know if I spaced out or what. Uh, I don't know what the heck happened. UFC on ESPN Woodley versus Burns did take place last weekend, May 30th. Marco and I and Pam were probably the only people watching it. This no, is no, no, no. two million people. Why oh, wow, really? two million people watch this car? Yeah, it was really good. The ratings came out. It was surprisingly good. Yeah, it, wow. a, 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 it peaked at one point. It peaked at one point four million at the at the main event, but uh, it averaged one point two million people. Let's let's the start fifth, off with the top. The fifth guys. largest ESPN, the fifth largest ESPN car ever since they've been on ESPN. Wow! I, you know what? Thank God to Marco because I didn't know those numbers. Obviously, I haven't been doing a minute, which I need to get back on that. Um, let's get right to the top, guys. Tyron Woodley. Loses via decision, and it wasn't even close. To I gotta be honest, I'm not giving Gilbert Burns enough credit. A shout out to uh, his brother, who's also fighting on this uh, UFC 250. We forgot to mention the great Herbert Burns, who will fight Evan Dunham. Um, Marco, let's go to you. Tyron Woodley takes another L, man. Gilbert Burns, what say you? So. Okay, first credit what credit is due. Gilbert Burns looked like a contender. He yeah. looked fantastic. I mean, he, he picks a shot out of Pat uh, Goodley, and good for Gilbert Burns, man, a guy that uh, a lightweight wasn't really the, the guy that everybody promised he was going to be when he showed up back in 2014. He was supposed to be the new hotness, but uh, he moved to Walter by accident, mind you, because he took a short uh, a, a, a short notice fight, uh, moving out to Wonderway, and uh, next thing you know, he exploded into the ascent, and now he's probably going to be either the number one or number two contender in the division, so good for him. I mean, it was a good, feel-good story, and the guy looked freaking great. Uh, he's going to be a problem for anybody on the division. I mean, his striking is on point. His cardio is super on point. And his ground game, well, that two-time Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu champion at the Blackburn level on the Mundials is nothing to sneeze about, man. Not even Damian Maia got that kind of laurels. Uh, okay, that said, Tyron Goodley, man. And I was worried for him. I, I thought he, he, he was going to correct his mistakes, but he fell back into his old uh, backing up against the cage fighting off his back foot, trying to find the perfect counterpunch and a lack of activity. He has been having the same freaking 
strategy since the second Steve Wonderful Thompson fight. He got away with it on the second Steve Wonderful Thompson fight. He got away with it in the Damian Maya fight. He got quote unquote lucky in the Ranotil fight because he knocked Ranotil out. But then Usman exposed him. And he lost five rounds straight against Kamara Usman. And what Gilbert Brand did? He followed the same freaking blueprint and pitched a shot out of five rounds straight again. Uh, and some would argue that he didn't work that Kamara Usman did. Never mind the fact that Tyron Gould is 38 years old and that he last fought before this fight 15 months ago when he lost the title to Usman. So all to see goals again, going against him, I wanted Tyron Woodley to win. And I, I, I mean, give the best proof, proof that he's the real deal. But I think uh, the time finally caught up with him. I mean, let's, let's, let's not be child about it. He is the same age as George St. Pierre. And George St. Pierre, the goal of the World War Revolution is he's retired. He is not fighting for championships anymore. And uh, the, 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 the weird one thing about it is that Tyron Gulley became a champion as the oldest welterweight champion ever, at, at, at age 33. St. Pierre retired at 32 out of the welterweight division. His last fight with Johnny Hendricks. And uh, he picked late in life, but they can just call out him. The guy is an authentic specimen, whatever you want to say, but he looked a little bit slower, non-committal. He reminded me a lot of Rashad Evan at the end of his run. Yeah. He wasn't pulling the trigger. He wasn't pulling the trigger, and he looked like he didn't really want to be there. Because, I mean, let's be honest, he got a lot of stuff going on up there, a lot of stuff going on with his quote-unquote music career, uh, commentating for the UFC, on TMC. Uh, he got a lot of, uh, he's, he's juggling a lot of balls, man. And then, that with the champion at the same time, they just, the, the final time, catches everybody. Uh, he's not a contender anymore. I think the only path for him is probably go to middleweight and see, see what happens there. Wow. He might get a, a new, you know, uh, a, a new, a new look. But besides that, I mean, the, the, the days of Terry Gulley being a welterweight contender or champion are over. And it sucks, man, because, you know, I got my beef with the guy from Fight Nation back in the day. I argued with the dude live on air. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I heard it. I, he grew on me. He grew on me and he proved me wrong. So it is what it is, man. There you go. Good luck. Uh, good job. Good birds. And sucks to be you, Tyron Gulley. Yeah, and I forgot that Marco did have an on-air grudge, uh, um, a, a nice little discussion with, uh, I heard it, with uh, Tyron Woodley. Pam, let's go to you on this. Not only do I want to hear about your thoughts about Gilbert Burns, but I want to know what's next for Tyron. So I throw to you, Pam. Well, apparently what's next for Tyron Woodley is Colby Covington. From what I'm hearing through the grapevine, um, but I don't, that doesn't make sense because Colby is still, what, is he the number two still? Can Probably, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's what uh, I was reading and, and what, I, what was said to me over the grapevine. Um, you know, I, it makes me wonder if he's just fighting just to um, finish out his contract, possibly, because I, too, was expecting, the, uh, you know, really great things because he talked about how he had gone to Thailand and he was – you know, training different, and um, it was like a whole different mindset of training. But then, like Marco says, when he went, showed up, Saturday, he's doing the same thing. I was waiting for, like, all this crazy kickboxing to, you know, pop out, and, and nothing happened. It was, you know, again, the same old back and against the fence, back and against the fence. And I, I, I get it because I, I don't know what it's like to be punched in the face for like 25 minutes. And I'm sure it's not fun. And I'm sure there's a point in your life where you're like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. And maybe that's where he, he, he is. He got a wrestle like, by a you know? jiu guy. He got a wrestle you know? by a jiu guy. Who the hell you know? But um, maybe, yeah, I could say, maybe he's at the end of his career and he, he doesn't want to get hit anymore. He's got a good job commentating and, I don't know about his music career, but I'm sure he's got a lot of, he seems to have a lot of things lined up. So, 
great for um, Gilbert Burns. He looked fabulous. I mean, every round he looked, he just kept getting better every round, every round, every yeah. round. And um, it was almost like he was stealing uh, Taryn's energy. And uh, I think he's going to do good things. I'm glad for him. I want to see him in uh, Usman fight. Gilbert Burns didn't have a mark on his face at the end of the fight. No, one mark. No, he didn't. Did you see him walking back with his, I guess that was his wife, and it looked like, I, I was thinking, was this when he was coming in or was he leaving? Because he didn't have a mark on his face. He didn't even look sweaty. Now, he did a great job, you guys. Bad. I mean, that's, that's the one thing that you have to give credit where credit is due, guys. Oh, this was a... This was a good card, though, especially in the beginning, because there were four, uh, literally four finishes in the beginning, guys. Let's do the up-down report on UFC on ESPN 9, guys. Uh, I'll go first if you guys will allow me on the up-down report. Yep, I'm going to go there, guys, because I have to go there. Shout out to the Gatorade, Haterade, rather. Caitlin Chukagian, blonde fighter, defeated Antonino Tchotchenko. Man, I don't know if Antonina, I don't know if it was because Valentina wasn't there. I don't know if she's just not progressing in her career. But I thought this was going to be a good kickboxing match. It turned out to be a jiu-jitsu match versus defensive. That was a good kickboxing. She got kicked the shit out of. Yeah, so um, let's go bonuses, by the way. Fight of the night went to Brandon uh, Rosal and Tim Elliott. Performance of the night, Gilbert Burns and the beautiful Mackenzie Dern. My up-down report, up. How about this, you guys? You guys are going to think I'm a little crazy on this one, but up goes to Mackenzie Dern. She did it again, guys. She looks pretty good since having the, you know, post-baby. She looks in tremendous shape. My down report, guys, Antonina Tchepchenko, man. I'm a huge Antonina fan. I'm not sure I know what happened there. So, Pammy, let's go to you. Up, down report. Who goes up? Who goes down? I was going to say Mackenzie um, Dern was going to be my up also because, you know, she got in there and, and she looked kind of like unsure. And it was almost like, like she got punched in the face. And then she was like, all right, you, you want to punch me in the face? Let me throw you down and, you know, tap you out. So, and, and she did. She looked great. She looks happy. She she looks like she's really slimmed down too. So, yeah, good for her. Um, she pulls out. Wait, 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 wait. I guess she out the first leg lock on any women's USC yes. fight. Yes, that's right. That's so right. I forgot is, about she that. is so, tremendous. Up for her, and to me, I, I, I got to say, um, man, I hate to say it, Tyrion Woodley goes down. Yeah, you're right because, about that. You know, it's like we, we we said a while ago. He's not going to get another uh, chance at a championship. He's not going to be a champion again. You know, I, I don't even he think is, he changes weight classes. He is smart, though. I mean, he does have a good career. He's great on the mic. He's a very bright. Oh man. yeah, definitely. Um, I, definitely. I think he's going to be around for a while. Just I don't I, I don't think it's hard to fighting any longer. I agree with you, Sam. Uh, Marco, let's go to you. Up, down, report. Who goes up? Who goes down? Well, up for me because the, the most impressive guy was Gilbert, Gilbert Burns because he became a immediate contender. And, uh, you know, he, he proved to everybody that he belongs now. My down report is also going to be Antonina Chechenko, but I wasn't a surprise because, remember, that Roxanne Marofelli also beat her on her yeah, USC yeah. debut. And he also, you know, uh, beat the capital head on the ground, man. So, Antonina is no Valentina. Just because they're related doesn't mean that she's as good. Murilo Ninja Rua was never as good as Shogun Rua. Rogerio Noguera was never as good as, as Rodrigo Noguera. So, to, for, for the A side of the brotherhood, there's always a B side. You know what I'm saying? The uh, Alistair Overeem's older brother was never as good as Alistair Overeem. I can keep yeah. going. There is plenty of examples. I, I, you can argue Nick and Nate? Who's that better Nick, Nick and Nate? Ooh. I will argue, I will argue Nate because he became more famous and richer. I say Nick. What about the... But Nick, um, more, more of the acolytes. Nick was a strike, a strike for fight, a champion. Uh, but uh, Nate, 
uh, a come more a, a, like a accomplishments and on, on the box office. So that's what I take in consideration. So yeah. What about the uh, Pettis brothers? Ooh. Anthony, he was a champion. Come on, Anthony. Okay. Anthony at his peak, yeah. 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 See, and I, yeah, you, you I, can I, keep going. I mean, you can keep keep bringing keep bringing more people. I, I tell you. <laughs> I, I, Hello, I, bro, I agree. The, well, let me ask you this: um, Is it uh, Kelvin Gastelum or his twin brother? Oh uh, my God! Nazra? I was just gonna say that. You're so dumb. <laughs> that is mess up. That is just wrong. <laughs> They do look alike, you guys. Come on. They look like twins. All right, let's get out of here. I was just going to say that. Oh, my gosh. I was just going to say that. Let's, for fun, though, and let's do this quickly because we have, like, literally a couple minutes, but I just want to do this for fun. Another another up-down report just just for fun. Um, I'm disappointed with Louis Mocha, guys. He really goes down. Oh, my gosh. And and you know what? Shout out to uh, Billy Corinteo. Because he looked pretty good, and may, I think that should have been the, fi- the fight of the night, but that's what I say. Um, do you guys want to shout out anybody else on that card or any other finishes on that card? No, I Chuck think Hagen looked like a, Chuck Hagen looked like a destroyer of words, man. He's like, right. I, I, whatever you did to me, uh, well, uh, uh, Valentina, I'm going to do to your sister, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, she right. was shit out of that girl, man. He's like, took the relation with her sister. <laughs> yeah, that, that was hard uh, yeah. to watch, guys. That was hard to watch. And it, it wasn't Those brutal, good but it was her. She, looked, she looked like a war beater. I mean, if that Chekagan would have showed up against Valentina Chechek, it would have been a more interesting fight. I, I don't, I'm not saying that she would have won, but it would have been more entertaining. Okay. At least she would have finished somebody because she's never finished anyone as far as I know. Am I right on that one, Pam? Uh, yep. Yeah, she, 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 she hey, you guys. Yeah. Um, but it's all right. I won't right. see you next Wednesday. I'm having surgery, knee surgery next Wednesday. Oh, oh no. Good luck with your knee. Thank you. Hopefully I mean, you know what? We'll see. We'll play it by ear because it's outpatient, so I'll be home, but... Um, yeah. Um, well, is it a, is it like a clinic orthoscopy? Yes. Orthoscopy surgery, just a, a cleanup in there? Yep. Yeah, I have a... Okay. Oh, in and out. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully they'll give her some that's good cool. stuff, guys, and we can get her on the air, because there's nothing like a drunk host uh, on, <laughs> oh, uh, no, on, that's on so funny. Air. That happened to me, too, remember, you guys? All right, guys, let's get out of here. Before we go, though, <laughs> I got to be honest. I'm just going to be honest. Pam got me mm-hmm. to watch 90 Day Fiance. Sorry, I'm watching that garbage. I try not to. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? I'm admitting it. Man. So let me stand up right now. Hello, my name is DJ Tony, and I'm a 90 Day holic. So I just want to say that. <laughs> I, I'm Good Lord, Pam. <laughs> what did you get me into? But I do want to give a oh, shout out, by the way. My 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 guilty pleasure, and I literally, as a cyclist, man, that Lance Armstrong documentary that they did the oh two part series was I incredible. That. Yeah, that was incredible, guys. Because it's like if yeah, everyone's dirty, if everyone's dirty and you're still winning, you got to give some credit. And yeah, he's an a hole, but then you got to give some credit. Pam, let's right me go to you. Are you gonna join the big boy biker from Brenda Chuck? I am in a big boy black club. I ordered my T-shirt. I am oh, in it. Yeah. Shout God. out to the big boys, even though I'm I'm a 32 inch weight. Shout out to the big boys. Tammy, I <laughs> rightly should have gone to you. I apologize, Tammy. What you oh, got, no. Tammy? Oh my God. Well, I'm a I'm a junkie too. Tony got me started watching 90 Day Fiance. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anything else, Tammy? That's it. Um, I'm trying to get back to normal life. I'm back in the office uh, where, you know, seeing patients and stuff like that. And it's just it's weird. I want our old life back to normal. So, Pam, how can people order your mask? One more time, please. Oh, uh, DM me on uh, Instagram, in, Instagram or 
uh, Twitter, PamDoraBlockCX. Uh, just send me a, a DM. I got some really cool fabric. Um, I'm doing them three for 25, which is exclusive shipping. It's uh, all my fabric, all my elastic, everything is made in the U.S. I order from a company here in the U.S. So everything is uh, made in the U.S.A. for you. And I do have to say, my daughter and myself, we all wear Pam's mask. So shout out to Pam uh, on that one. I really do wear those masks, and, and, I, and I love them. So thank you, Pam. Marco, close your show. <laughs> so my guilty pleasure, and I ashamed to say it, I am watching The Flash on Netflix. Because it's season six or something like that of The Flash. And I've been following the stupid show, The Supergirl, The Flash, <laughs> Arrow, Legends. I, I watched the whole thing because they tied them all together. And they're sappy, they're corny, and I don't care. I love them. <laughs> I freaking love them. So follow uh, The Flash, DC Comics. Okay. Follow Tony. I, I, there's The Flash, you know, the fastest man, the red, the, the scarlet speedster. You know, friends with uh, Supergirl and part of the <laughs> Justice League. Whatever. Uh, follow Papa okay. Pandora Box, follow Tony at INDJ Tony. Follow me, Amaldo Marco, for a producer at Produce with Michio Produce today. Join us back soon. Follow the show, another MMA cast, right on Review as Michael Head. We are at Google Play. Uh, we're on uh, Apple uh, Podcasts in iTunes. We're on Spotify, and now we're not making Joe Rogan money, so uh, please wait and review us, you know, so we can get more listeners. Uh, look, uh, <laughs> uh, great fights last week, uh, a good card this weekend. It's a sneaky good. Uh, we're going to leave you guys. Catch you guys next week. Enjoy the fights and watch your mask. Peace out. Yeah, and, and by the way, one last thing, guys. Um, we've hit over... We've had over 1.5 million listens since we've listened to the, since we started the show. So shout out to my partner, uh, Proteus, Pam, and of course, uh, uh, Marco and everybody else that has been part of this show. Man, uh, uh, over 1.5 listens. Wow. I can't believe that. Um, Pammy, and just like that. Out of here. Bye. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers.